Welcome to Mountain Grace, the weekly sermon from me, John White, priest at St. Luke's Episcopal Church in Camillus, New York. This week we're looking to answer the question, am I a Christian? Thou come to thee, O Lamb of God, I come, I come. A reading from the Gospel of John. Jesus said to Judas, not Iscariot, Those who love me will keep my word, and my Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but is from the Father who sent me. I have said these things to you while I am still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away, and I am coming to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father, because the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it occurs, so that when it does occur, you may believe the Gospel of the Lord. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna. Please be seated. Uh, as some of you probably know, I have a, like a weekly podcast. It was like an online radio show. And I do it with a friend of mine, uh, a woman named Lisa, who's also a priest. And we met in West Virginia. We started in West Virginia on the same day. And when you're a new person in the diocese, you have to go to these, these gatherings of all the new people to, I don't know, indoctrinate you into the ways of that particular place. But uh, when we went to these things, we always, always take these personality tests, you know, like um, Myers-Briggs or something, but, but a little different. But anyway, it always turns out that Lisa and I always answered these things the same way. And it turned out that we were, in fact, the very same person. <laughs> Except that she's a woman and an introvert, and I'm the opposite of those two things. So, but other than that, we are, we are very much alike. And so we, we do this, this show together, and we, we read one of the lessons from the gospel, and we pray, and we, and we just talk about it. And we think that we're absolutely hilarious and very insightful, but um, others may disagree. At any rate, um, uh, recently a listener wrote us a letter and, and it, as much as it boggles my mind that there are people who listen, they do 
and, and they wrote us this letter, this man, and he, he was talking about kind of where he is in his life, and he's going through some difficulties, and he's really struggling with belief and faith and the claim of Jesus on his life and his, his life in church or not, and he's, his fundamental question was, am I a Christian? Am I a Christian? And the truth is, I think lots of us have probably at periods in our life, or maybe even right now, have, have asked ourselves that question, am, am I a Christian? And what does it mean to be a Christian? Now, as I've said several times, many times, my understanding of, of the call of Jesus on our lives is that we are meant to emulate him, that we use the example of his life to define our own lives. That if we do the things that Jesus did, we are his follower and we become closer and closer to being the people God created us to be. And I've, I've said it before, but I, you know, I said there are like six core practices of following Jesus. Of worship and prayer and service and study and Sabbath and generosity, right? We, we worship to come together to remember our place in the cosmos, our relationship with God, and we, we involve ourselves in a life of prayer that every day we spend time building our relationship with God because, because how can we be in relationship if we never get together and talk? And we do service for others because that's what Jesus showed us in his own life, that we need to go out and, and be with our brothers and sisters who are, are in need of whether of its company or, or something material like housing and shelter, but we have to, to go and be with others and serve them. And we need to study the stories of Scripture so that we, we can begin to recognize God at work by learning how God was at work in those stories and seeing how God is at work in our lives as well. And we're called the Sabbath so that we can restore our relationship with God, with neighbor, with the creation itself. So that we can have time away from the distractions that take us from those relationships and be focused on them to make ourselves whole. And of course, generosity. We're called to be generous of spirit, to give the benefit of the doubt, to see the dignity in others that we encounter, and to share with the gifts that God has given us to help create a better world. Worship and prayer, service and study, Sabbath and generosity. We do those practices and we, we do what Jesus did and we become more Christ-like and we live into the people we were created to be. So I think that, that that part is really important, that we have to do those things. But I also think that when we, we talk about belief and faith, we, we often kind of see them as being the same thing, and I don't, I don't think they are. Because when I look at the example of my own life as I became a, a Christian, as I converted to the faith, I know that that for me were, were two different experiences, belief and faith. Because I think belief is the easier half of that equation. That Jesus calls us into both, but, but belief is easier. It's easier to say, yep, Jesus, Son of God, I totally buy all that, virgin birth, resurrection, got it. But it's more than just understanding who Jesus is, right? Every week we recite the Nicene Creed, which is this beautiful 
somewhat committee-derived statement on the nature of the Trinity. And we talk about how we believe in God the Father who created everything. We believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, you know, who was, was born of Mary and incarnated by the Holy Spirit, who suffered and died, who rose again and is, is returning to judge us, right? We've got a long list of things about Jesus. And then we believe in the Holy Spirit who, who sort of acts to create life and inspire us. And then we believe in the, in the church as, as this body of people continuing the ministry of those who were first close to Jesus. But faith, I think you can struggle with your belief, but, but faith is about taking those beliefs and making them manifest in your lives. About trusting those promises that Jesus made. About holding his example and his words as as the truth, which is the lodestar, the guide in our lives. It's about taking those things we believe, those values that we hold, and translating them into action in the world. And that if our beliefs don't lead us through faith to action, then we're kind of missing the point. That, that the whole Christian project is about that very idea, about taking the things that Jesus says, about believing and trusting in the promises he made and living it out in the world. It's about translating our beliefs into action. It's about responding to the world in love. Because without that, it's just like an intellectual curiosity or maybe a show that we go to that we really appreciate. That if it doesn't translate, if our beliefs don't translate into faith, and they don't lead us to live a different life, to respond and react to the world differently than we would have if we didn't believe, then we're not on the right path. And it has to start with us as individuals, that we have to modify our own lives, that we have to, to really say, these values matter to me. And as we move through the world and we encounter people and situations, we have to actually intentionally think, how does Jesus invite me to respond? And then respond that way. You know, back in the day, they had those bracelets, WWJD, what would Jesus do? And I, I, I never had one because I was really a heathen in those days but um, I think that's a really a good question and it's something that we should have at the forefront of our minds how does Jesus invite me to respond but the other piece of being a Christian is as much as it's important to to hold on to what we believe to be true and to hold on to those promises that Jesus made and to translate that into action I think the most important thing about being a Christian is that we can't do it by ourselves. You can't be a Christian all by yourself. You can be a Christian who's alone sometimes, but you can never be a Christian just by yourself. Christianity requires community. Because when we think about Jesus and all he did in his life and all he taught us and all he showed us, when Jesus ascended to be 
with the Father. The only thing that Jesus left behind was a group of friends. That's it. No writings, no books, no clear instructions. He left a group of friends and a promise of the Holy Spirit that would come and be with them and lead them forward to help them understand how to continue to respond to Jesus in the world. And we, all of us here, all of us who are part of this church, we're the continuation of that small circle of friends that Jesus left. That all of them went and told others and shared this story. And the people that they shared the story with shared it with others who shared it with others on through time until someone at some point in our lives shared it with us. We are the inheritors of that relationship of those first followers of Jesus stumbling through their fear and misunderstandings and troubles in the wake of Jesus' death and resurrection. We are them. We continue that relationship. Because the very God that we follow isn't a thing or a person. The God we follow is actually a relationship. We understand through that Nicene Creed that there are three persons of the Trinity, God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But the thing that we call God isn't any one of them. It's the relationship that the three of them have. A relationship so close, so aligned, so deeply rooted in love and care for one another that from the outside we can't tell the difference that their relationship is so perfect that they are truly three who have become one. And so we, as created children of God, have this innate desire for relationship within us. And that when we give in to that and when we respond to it, we are fulfilling a deeply rooted invitation of God that is a very core part of our being. And so to truly follow Jesus, it's not enough to believe in Jesus. And it's not enough to just do the things that Jesus did. It also requires us to be in relationship with one another. Because we start by transforming ourselves. But when we come together, our, our ability to change the world isn't additive. It is a geometric progression. It's like... like the power of faith to the thousandth power. That together we can do so much more than even all of us working alone could possibly accomplish. And in our gospel lesson today, we, we heard about, let me just read the line for you, because I think this is really important. It says, those who love me will keep my word. That's what we've been talking about, about doing the things that Jesus said, about holding on to those promises. And my father will love them. When we do those things, the love of God is present in our lives. And most importantly is this line, and we will come to them and make our home with them. That when we do the things that Jesus did and we come together in relationship with one another, God dwells with us. We will come to them and live with them. God dwells with us when we come together as God's people in Christian faith. And together, as I said, we can do so much. And then we read in Revelations that, 
that the final apogee, the, the telos, the end point of this Christian faith is, isn't some ethereal existence in a spiritual realm, but the coming down of the city of heaven to earth itself. That the whole point of this Christian stuff, this whole project that we're involved in, is this very thing. That when we come together and we do the things that Jesus did and we work together to build the kingdom of God, the city of heaven comes down to earth and we won't be able to tell the difference between earth and heaven. That we can live in a world through our relationship in God that is heavenly. This kingdom of God that Jesus is always talking about is this very idea that when we we come together in love and we invite the whole world into that loving relationship and we, we learn to live together and respect one another and love one another and care for one another, then this world is indistinguishable from the heavenly city. It's that vision that drives us forward. And all of the rest is just extra icing on the cake. The whole world of religion and the rituals and the fancy dresses and the nice scarf and all of that stuff. It's just window dressing on this one core idea that through our relationship with God, we can work to build heaven on earth. And I would hope that all of us can hold on to that vision in the midst of everything that comes in our life and hold so tight to that love of God and each other so that God truly dwells with us. Amen.